0: You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. On today's episode, Influicity CEO John Davids talks with Greg Reeder, Director of Industry Strategy Marketing at Sensor Tower. Greg, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So you were telling me about some insight that you have on storytelling and maybe how that connects to data. So why don't don't you share that? Sure.
1: Well, I think the basis of the reason I brought it up is the one thing that really uh, both interests me and saddens me when I look at all of the information that's out there is people love stories. And there's a lot of businesses and a lot of different people that don't really understand that. They're explaining features and benefits and And information, and that's really not how humans consume information. We have been listening to stories since we were little kids, and that's how we really like to gather the information that we make decisions on. So it's all interrelated, but it all begins with a story. So whether you're a business selling something, you're a person pursuing an idea, or you're a professor trying to explain a complex topic, the best way that humans seem to receive that is through stories.
0: And how does that relate to data? Because I'm with you 100% and I want to dig into that a little more. But then how do you spin data into storytelling?
1: Sure. Think about it in just maybe as a basic point. If you were to hear a news story that there was a crash involving 150 people, that's a data point. And you would have an idea in your mind of what that must look like. If they explained the story in detail that it was 150 kids on a school bus hanging over the edge of a cliff that were rescued by firefighters in the middle of the night, like that's a totally different story. It still has data in it. The data point helped you give some context. The story helps you have emotion. And I, I think that's where the data and the decision making come into play. As the company I work for, we we collect data and provide insights to people. But again, it's just data. They have to make a decision based on that. And they're making a decision based on the information they received and the emotion that it causes. So if you're interested in spending money on advertising, the reason you would want to spend money on advertising, there are many, but one of those is obviously to lead to sales, which leads to revenue, which leads to happy stakeholders, which leads to happy customers. Like, There's emotion at the tail end of the data that you started with.
0: Yeah. And that's a great point you made. The idea that if it happens to one person, it's a story. If it happens to a thousand people, it's a statistic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and you want to be telling a story. So you're great at this. And I've seen your stuff on LinkedIn. How do you actually come up with... How do you take a bunch of data and then distill that into an interesting story? Are there any techniques that you use? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. If I think back to some examples, one example that, that really resonates with me when telling a story and it ties into the data point is there was a, a TED Talk a few years ago. And the discussion of the topic was storytelling and how we use brain chemicals to understand stories. So I believe the... Uh, let's see who the speaker was on that. It was David Phillips. That was about six years ago. as a TED Talk, if you want to look it up. But he talks about cortisol and endorphins and dopamine and oxytocin. And all these are chemicals in our brain that determine whether we have fight or flight or whether we feel relaxed or creative or we're focused or we're motivated. So when you use data, it still invokes all of those emotions depending on how you tell the story. So I guess from a marketing point of view, you can talk about the wonderful benefits of a product that you offer. But when you talk about how that's going to make someone feel, that's where the decision happens. So if we think about it, you mentioned LinkedIn, I I did a, a one of those little analysis of luxury watches. It. What's interesting, if you look at all the creatives across all those brands, they're still selling a luxury item. There's still a, a little bit of emotion involved. There's a little bit of status involved. But if you're Rolex, you talk about the amazing people that wear Rolex. If you're a Tag Hauer, you talk about the rugged people that must have a Tag watch. like It's an emotional thing. It's not that you need to tell time or that you even need status. You want to identify emotionally with why you're wearing this timepiece. And that's really the same across any product or category. You just have to figure out what that emotion is when you tell the story.
0: One of my favorite examples of that is when Don Draper said, your cigarettes are toasted, everyone else's are toxic. (laughs) <laughs> and dude, I'm ready for watching Mad Men, but it's exactly. the exact same yeah. thing. It's it's just about it's about anchoring your product in a story that resonates yeah. with people.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if if we take it a little bit farther, let's take it out of the product context. I was in a small discussion with uh, Steve Davis. He was the director of projects at SpaceX. That was a few years ago. So he's a rocket scientist, but he's a quirky guy. He's done all kinds of interesting things. Opened an ice cream shop a bar that collects Bitcoin and has angry hour where you have to shout your drink order. Like he's a quirky guy. <laughs> but the discussion that he gave us and, and was interesting because he was a guest at a marketing discussion. So we got this rocket scientist talking to us about marketing. But the point of his discussion was about data and SpaceX specifically and why it made sense. Why are we going to the moon or why do we want to go to the moon? There's really there's really. Originally, no financial reason to go there. It's an emotional reason. We're explorers by nature. Humans want to find out what's new and different. So we'll spend any amount of money we can to get to the moon. But when he broke it down, he said, what's the most expensive substance on earth? You know, and people in the audience were like gold or platinum. He's like, it's heroin. Heroin by the ounce is probably the most expensive substance on earth. And even if the moon were made of heroin, it wouldn't make financial sense to go to the moon, to mine it because it costs too much to get there. So even though it's emotional decision, we're still trying to validate it with data. And that's why, of course, he was explaining SpaceX is you can make a rocket reusable, you reduce the cost. Therefore, now you have a financial decision to back up the emotional need to go explore space. So it doesn't really even have to be marketing. It's just humans in general will take data and And then we fill in the blanks with an emotion and the way to do that is through a story.
0: And it's really a tale as old as time. I mean, I'm I'm pulling off a famous lyric right now, but if you think <laughs> about it, the fairy tale story, even the biblical stories, I mean, stories that we remember and recount today from the Bible, the greatest book ever or the most top-selling book ever sold, those are all stories. I mean, and they're they're the greatest stories ever because they're, they're phenomenal hero journey type stories, and they have lasted centuries. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com. What do you think about... So one, one simple archetype that I always use is is the hero's journey. And I say and there's a couple of ways to look at it. But, but your customer is the hero and the, the product is the chalice that, they, that saves them. So there's all kinds of ways to approach it. Is storytelling something that you think most marketers do well? Or do you think it's something that most people should probably study a little harder? <laughs>
1: I think with anything, people can always do a better job. I don't want to disparage anyone. That's A very but, nice way of saying it. <laughs> um, but the challenge is that everything is data-driven when it comes to business, right? We need, especially in marketing, you have MQLs and SALs and and leads and funnel activity and cost per lead and lifetime customer value. Like everything's a number. And so I think the trap you fall into, especially as a marketer or anybody in business, is that you try to you try to play to the test right you, you want to make sure you get the answers right instead of learning the material and i i think that's maybe a lesson that marketers need to fall back to is ultimately all of those numbers will do well if you craft the story well it's not the other way around you don't drive a bunch of people to come hear your story you tell a good story and people will come listen and you know maybe it's a nuance but i i do think generally speaking marketers and especially business leaders can do a better job of telling stories because that's if you think about some of the most iconic people that are leaders in business, generally speaking, they're great storytellers like Richard Branson. He tells very short stories because he understands attention span. He, he's pointed that out several times and he likes to tell inspirational things that people care about. He's not trying to get you to buy a ticket on Virgin, but he is. He's doing a good job by telling you a personal story about something that he he cares about.
0: One tactic that journalists often use as well, which I think is a smart one, is tying a story and a point that you want to make to either a timely topic or a topic in pop culture. Taking something that everyone's already talking about and then bringing them back to the point that you want to make is something that I think a lot of people they leave on the table. They, they don't realize. They, they They want to have a conversation about their thing... And my point of view is, yeah, you can talk about your thing, but start with something that I care about before just talking about what you care about. Right, right.
1: You no, know, Maybe that's kind of a, a political or PR talking point or redirection tactic too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you mentioned tables. And I'm like, John, that's interesting. You mentioned tables. One thing I heard about tables the other day, right? And then now we're off and we're talking of a story about tables. But yeah, that's a good tactic you can use. But again, it goes back to how do you listen well and tell a story about what you heard? I mean, think about even just stories as a business model. Think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I read something the other day. If you were to sit down and watch every movie back to back, it'd be four and a half days, 110 hours worth of stories that they're making billions of dollars off of telling a story. There's Sure, there's product and merchandising, but the money is made from telling the story. Of course.
0: So let's wrap this conversation up on data, because that's obviously you yeah. work for a data company and we all, you know, data is at the forefront of what we do. So how do you ensure that you're not telling a story, quote unquote, that really is just a laundry list of data points? How yeah. do you figure out here, here's the thing you should talk about? Here's here's a page of data points, but really this is the one or two things that you need to focus on. Yeah.
1: So can I give an example? I know we're we're trying to be um instructional about it, but I think you would ask an earlier question and maybe this answers it a little bit more finite. So in order to understand data, a lot of modern technology tries to use data visualization, like can we can we put it into a picture so that we can better understand what's going on here like we all are drawn or a lot of people are drawn to infographics and charts, because we want to visually understand the story, but that's using data to tell a story. It's an an old old story. But Jon Snow I don't know. Do you know about Jon Snow in England? Mm -hmm. Yep. So Jon Snow, the cholera uh, epidemic was happening. All he was doing was gathering data. He was gathering data points. He was plotting them on a picture to figure out where people were sick. And as he started to plot out these points, gathering all the data, a story started to form. There's something wrong at the Broad Street pump. He doesn't understand why, but he's using data to figure out this story. And when he's done, he comes up with the story that because people are using this pump, there must be something infected here. You need to disable the pump so we can save lives. They didn't necessarily agree with him, but they did remove the handle from the pump and the epidemic in that area subsided. So he's considered the father of modern epidemiology because epidemiologists and science use data to understand a story much better. And so that's the same with marketing. You have to figure out what it is that you're trying to understand by gathering all the data points, and then you can tell the story. So that's the earlier question you asked. Some of the things that I put out on LinkedIn, for example, and I've put out stuff about paints and stuff about Formula One and things about watches. I just did one on consumer product goods. There's a story in there. What's the story? Are they spending more because they want more customers or are more customers coming because they're telling a better story? Like, what is the reason? And the only way to figure that out is just start with the data. And then you can craft the hero's journey, so to speak, to figure out how that data point rose to the top of that story arc. That's awesome.
0: One more thing I'll throw in, which is something I've talked about, is in terms of selecting data points to cover. If there's a data point that you look at and it slaps you in the face because you say, well, I can't believe that that's actually the case. That's a good one to lead with, I find also. So a good example of this is when you're looking at high ticket sales or anything where the people on one side are trying to express a point like, you can save spend five thousand dollars and say five hundred thousand dollars, you have to be very careful that you're actually being honest and truthful and 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 those data points exist. But oftentimes when I, I comb through data, you know, for our clients or I'm looking at things that we can pull at, what I discover is, oh, if people only knew this, if we could shine a light on this in an interesting way, they wouldn't believe it because, you know, this slaps you in the face, but most people aren't going to dig into this data trove to actually figure it out. So if there's something you can find that is actually what I'll call a slap-in-the-face type data point, that I find is a great way to build a story as well. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: I'm trying to think of examples, recent examples for me.
0: It often happens, like I said, where I see it mostly is if you're trying to sell, let's say, super simple. I'm trying to sell a piece of software. This software... Which costs, let's say, five grand a year is going to save you $25,000 in man hours because you were doing this manually prior. That's a super simple example, but it's amazing how much that actually exists as technology gets better and better at doing these things. It actually is a truthful statement you can make.
1: Yeah. And I think, and maybe, maybe to take a twist on that, I think, you know, chat GPT AI can maybe help uncover some of those slap in the face kind of data points. I mean, I you know, there's a lot of hype around it, but it is interesting how I think we just, generally speaking, we just can't see the forest for the trees a lot of times. People in general, because we're so caught up in the paradigm that we always see, we're not seeing the obvious thing. Is what you're talking about? You know, how did I miss that data point? It was right there all along. Yeah,
0: there's an app idea right there. That's a good plug-in for ChatGPT. Find me <laughs> the most absurd data point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Greg, this was awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today. But thank you
1: for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity, empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at Influicity.com.